Welcome back to Chew the Bible. It's your good friend, A.A. Ron. <clears throat> you can probably hear the sleepiness in my voice. I really should have been in bed two hours ago. <clears throat> and need to definitely be in bed in three minutes. Oh, I'm going to wake up at 4 a.m. No matter what. Be out the door at 5 Back on the grind. Drive from five to five. And then probably do a few, just a couple, just a couple uh lift, lift, lift pickup, lift pickups, lift. Anyway. So it was a long day, long day. These days would be like a thousand times better. No, I ain't gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that. Uh, Today overall was good. It was good. It was good. I met a lot of interesting people. I think my favorite person that stands out was this lady who uh, was going to see her mom. Her mom was like 90 something. And it was her actually her adoptive mom and she was just this lady was talking going on and on about how much her adoptive parents she like got the best adoptive parents she could have anyone could have asked for uh just how they treated her in a way that she didn't feel adopted at all and just the story of how they fought for her to get her there's like a whole storyline and how adoption was different back back in those days she was just a super sweet lady and uh, going to see her adopted mom and she was talking about possibly trying to track down her biological parents. She always was hesitant to do that. But, um, yeah, I told her a story about my one friend who tracked down her biological father and just how she's glad and how I encouraged my friend to do that. Um, and she finally did it. And she's glad she did it. So. Oh, what else? I'm just so, so, so tired. Uh, so much more I could say, but. We're just going to go into Psalm 133. I appreciate all of you all for listening. We are approaching a lot of, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. It's a lot. I don't know who's listening to this podcast, but yeah, I looked at it. We're almost at 14,000 listens. So appreciate it, y'all. I don't know who y'all are. Uh, I know I do have Chew the Bible on my um, Uber account. So people, I think, listen on there or find me on there but i haven't really promoted this podcast i barely tell people about it so for those of y'all who are consistent listeners i just know i appreciate y'all and i hope you're getting something from this and yeah i will try to make this better as time goes on i look forward to the day when i have a feeling though like once i'm able to actually devote i kind of like the fact that i do this at the most odd times or, you know, in the morning, evening when I'm tired or 
Uh, yeah, it's not all... I like the fact that it's not super scripted, you know? I do have a little bit of a format that I follow, my intro and outro and, you know, Roman's Road and all that stuff. But for the most part, just like the meat of the podcast is just y'all get the rawest version of me. Well, the closest to the rawest version. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. I got to share these stories and then then we'll get into Psalm 133. All right. Story number one. So the first lady, that lady I was telling you about. She was telling me about her her grandmother or her aunt. Oh, because this is her, her aunt. Anyway, some lady in her family was married to this guy and she was dealing with her uncle. Yeah. And uh, she was dealing with like dementia and they had to put her in a home but her uncle ended up moving into the home with her. And it's just the sweetest story. It just reminded me of uh, The Notebook, where I think, yeah, I think in The Notebook, the guy, his wife has dementia or whatever, and he reads the story to her. And there's these glimpses of where you think that she is, her brain recognizes him. Anyway, the way she was describing the story, she was like, yeah, uh, she would say stuff like, that man is really... Oh, yeah, after he pat, her husband passed away, she was like, that man's really nice. And uh, she wasn't afraid of him. Like, something deep down in her soul knew that he was a good guy and was her husband. It's, I don't know. This lady told the story way better. I was just like, I hope I experience that before I check up out of here. Like, just love like that on a deep level. And so next story is this kid, The last, it was the second to last pickup that I had, this young young black kid. I picked him up and he was caking it up with his girlfriend and hugged her and they just, I don't know, just seeing these young folks love each other or hug each other or whatever, puppy love, whatever. And he's like, I'm gonna call you when I get home, whatever. <laughs> it made me think of my first like true love, uh, this young lady Jordan uh, met before I went off to college and just, uh, I don't know, these, there are these memories that I just have and, and going to the Muni in St. Louis and seeing Annie get your gun. No, was it Annie? yeah, Annie get your gun with her and hanging out with her in Forest Park and all that. Just, I don't know. I hope to experience that at least one more time before I check up out here. Even if it's for a year, I don't even need like a long, it would be nice to, you know, us, Oh, yeah, that lady, yeah, the sad thing about that story about that lady, her aunt and her uncle, was, like, after he passed away, she passed away, like, the next day or something, like, that week, I forgot, but I was like, oh, man, I should have told her she needs to write a book about that, that is, like, the notebook 2.0, but better, Uh, I just love hearing love stories, I'm kind of softy, but what else, um, If you couldn't tell already. But what else is going on? What else am I? Oh, yeah, that kid. Yeah, it just made me think about. Yeah. Just past relationships where I felt loved. And like you want, like you look into that person's eyes and you know you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with them. Or feel like they, 
even if you didn't spend the rest of your life with him, like that moment that you, those moments that you had with him, like were some of the greatest moments you'll ever experience in your life. And um, anyway, yeah, it would be dope to, even though it'd be dope to be married to somebody until the day I check up out of here, even if, I don't know, who knows, tomorrow's not promised. So if I even just got to experience that for a day, I'd be dope. Um, oh, I feel like there was one other thing I was going to say, but I guess the last thing is just please pray for me because I'm getting all these thoughts. Well, one, still waiting to hear back from my baby mama uh, about the kids. I did wish her a happy Mother's Day. Um, uh, Anyway, waiting to hear back on that, on seeing the kids, right, like, even before I get my apartment in July. But I'm also just having like these sad thoughts about like going because a lot of people that I pick up when I do Uber like they're a lot of single guys a lot of single women sometimes and older women and I hear their different stories and it's like it's one lady her husband passed away and oh the way she described him she could tell She's like thought in her mind like she'll never meet another guy. Like she was talking about how he used to make her these meals, these uh carne asada tacos or whatever. Um I was picking her she had to work on Mother's Day. And yeah, she's talking about her last husband who passed and she you could tell she really loved that man. And anyway, I just see all these different people. I'm looking at my dad and you know, he's single and I don't know. I so I have this like I don't mind saying this because I don't know. It's I just yeah. It's a fear of just being like living the rest of my life alone and never experiencing love again with this with another woman and with a yeah and just what else? Even beyond that, just this fear of just kind of like being alone and. Two bedroom apartment all by myself and coming home. That's the weirdest, the strangest thing about being divorced. Is just coming like for eleven years, thirteen years, I had at least one person to come to, somebody that was excited for me to come home, like couldn't wait for me to come home, right? And then I have, then I start, we start having kids and they're excited for me to come home just, and they're waiting, you know, daddy, daddy, daddy. And then now it's like different. I don't have that for, you know, out in the world, I'm just a dude, but at the at my house, I was Superman and now I'm Clark Kent. <laughs> oh, it is very humbling. It's very humbling. So. Anyway, I'm done lamenting for 11 minutes about my life. All right, Psalm 133, a song of a sense of David. How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. It is like fine oil. Uh, all right, one other thing. I was talking to my uncle, <laughs> my uncle Alonzo. He's, thank God for for him. It's weird. It's, it's not weird. It's crazy because he's really my dad's army buddy. But ever since I was a kid, we called him uncle because, yeah, that's like my brother talks about how the military is like a fraternity like no other. Like you can't duplicate it. It's something I'll never understand because I never did military. But um, 
yeah, I was talking to my uncle, and he just encouraged me, just telling me just the importance of just closing that door. He said a lot, but the big thing I got from it is like closing that chapter, the closing that door with my former wife. And um, until I do that, I could be missing out on opportunities with some great women out here. And I feel like I already have. Like, I already, yeah. Somehow I sabotaged, like, two serious. Eh, yeah, BB don't count. Oh, she wasn't really into me like that. But, like, yeah, between Steffi Curry and then um, Miss Banks, yeah, I probably sabotaged, like, two great women situations. And <laughs> a lot of it. I realized I was doing things and saying things because I still something about my relationship with my former wife. I still glamorize and glorify like, and it's somehow I'm trying to get that back, even a glimpse of it back. And instead of just saying like, no, Aaron, there'll never be an experience experiences like what you had with her before now it's time to just and that's and that's the hardest part when you're with somebody for so long there's all these it's almost feel like you uh, i don't know the only picture i have in my head is like siamese twins and then I remember watching these little move shows, whatever. When I was a kid, my mom would watch them, like showing these Siamese twins that were con- are conjoined twins, and then the parents would make the decision to split them. And uh, yeah, I don't, I, I I need to like watch, like follow up on some of those stories. Like, where are these kids now that were split? And some of them, like, actually passed away because they shared a lot of organs and parts and and hearts. And, uh, yeah, that is one of the most interesting phenomenons in our world. Siamese can join twins, like, God, because we look at it as, like, a deformity in our world. Or sometimes people view that and, like, oh, they need to be split. They need to be their own individuals. And, like, no, God knew this was going to happen. He allowed it to happen. And... There's something beautiful about it. Um, and these, when you split them, it's like you're risking murdering them. Anyway, I don't, even, I don't know how I got on that, but that's what it, I've even heard people say that divorce is like a death. And that's what it feels like. I feel like I was like split from this person that we shared so many vital organs together and anyway I'm finally learning to like breathe on my own you know and depend on the Lord more I don't know I don't even know what I'm saying 15 minutes later all right Psalm 133 I should be asleep a song of a sense of David how good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony it is like fine oil on the head running down on the beard running down on Aaron's beard hey me that's the cool thing about being in the bible is one every time you see your name you're like ah you feel special and every time somebody else sees your name in the bible they like them it makes you makes them think of you 
if they know you, if like you're friends with them or you go to church with them, I'm pretty sure when people read these scriptures, like, ah, I know an Aaron. Yeah, anyway. Or you might have some bad thoughts depending on what your experience was like with me. I try to be a decent guy. I'm not perfect, though. Oh, yeah, I got to talk to my Aunt Margie. got to talk to my mom, talk to my grandma. Today's been a good day. Today's been a good day. My Aunt Margie was telling me how she went skating at the same skating rink that my grandparents met at, my grandma and grandpa. I forgot the name of it already. I got to ask her again. Uh, then I talked to my mom. My mom's, I didn't know my mom drank. She said, I knew, she slipped it in. She's like, yeah, I had a pina colada and a, what did she say, a Mai Tai. And I told them to go ahead and put the alcohol in or whatever. I was like, I, I just like was staring. I didn't even, even have a response. I never seen my mom, I never seen my parents drink. My dad said he had a beer when he was in the army, but he thought it was nasty. Uh, I never, we never had alcohol in the house. Never saw my parents smoke. Never saw them drink. Never even heard them curse until they're adults. I heard my dad and my mom say a few curse words. Uh, it's hilarious. Uh, cause you don't, I don't, you look at your parents like angels when you're kids. Uh, they can do no wrong. Um, and grandma, she is hilarious, man. She's talking about her doctor's visit and how everything got thrown off because her appointment got canceled. Anyway, I just said, it was, I love, I love the women in my family. Uh, anyway, all right, I keep getting distracted. How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. It is like fine oil on the head running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard onto his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon falling on the mountains of Zion, for the there the Lord has appointed the blessing, the life forevermore, life forevermore. How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. That's the name of my church, Harmony. I see what these Tony Evans notes say, and I'm about to go to sleep. When believers come together in peace, love, and unity, it reflects the attitude of Christ. The atmospheric moisture from Mount Hermon fell on the mountains of Zion, bringing refreshment and productivity to the land. Similarly, a unity among the people of God frees him to rain down blessing on them. Yeah, disunity and discord are never good. I saw this sign today. I'll close out with this out of church. You know, those little church signs they have out. And it said, why, what did it say? Why rest in peace when you can live in peace or something like that? Why wait to rest in peace? You know, people say, rest in peace, rest in peace. It's like, they got a point there. But in order to like live in peace, it really requires you to act like a dead person. Like rest, like, yeah, because you're constantly dying to your own flesh and and I'm not saying be a doormat, but like learning to when things happen that bother you. So many times we start trying to like justify ourselves and speak up for ourselves and it, I don't know, allow the Holy Spirit to give you that balance. I'm learning that too. 
But the biggest thing I've learned is just like when somebody offends me, don't hold it in, but pray about it. Like pray without ceasing and say, Lord, you saw this what happened. You see how I'm feeling right now. You saw how that person misunderstood me or how they I felt mistreated and hurt and I didn't mean to hurt them, you know, and I, I'm sure they didn't mean to hurt me, blah, blah, blah. You just talk, have these conversations with the Lord. You cup your hands, you take all that pain and that anger and that sadness and you give it over to the Lord and he can work things out better than way more than you can. Because every time I've tried to like explain myself or work things out or and yeah, it like rarely has it, I don't think, especially when dealing with a woman. Sorry, ladies. I hope this doesn't offend y'all. Rarely does anything I say to try to like explain myself or smooth things over or like whatever. Rarely does it, when I try to like defend myself, rarely does it come out right. It usually turns out bad. And then it just, yeah. So, unless it's life, words of life, uh, manifestations of the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, long-suffering, self-control. If it's not anything like that, I'm learning. It's not easy. I mean, I'm I'm not saying it's not easy. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. Then don't say it. Don't even let it come out of your mouth. Because otherwise it's going to just produce fruits of death and destruction and broken relationships and burn bridges and all that kind of stuff. So, Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for bringing me home safely. Thank you, Lord, for surrounding me with your angels. I pray that I sleep tonight. That you, I know that you're with me. For those listening, I pray that you bless their sleep. Thank you for all the mothers, the mamas, the babies, mamas, the mamas, 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 even llamas, mamas in red pajamas. Thank you for all of them and uh, pray that, that we would celebrate moms every day, not just one day a year. That just restore relationships like, oh, girl, that girl, I asked her, did you call your mama? And she's like, nah, we we ain't speaking right now. <laughs> I pray for her. Yeah, restoration. For her and her mama, whatever they beefing about, just pray that they would just, yeah, the beef would, whatever, disappear. In Jesus' mighty precious name, I pray. Yeah, like the lady's like, where's the beef? Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. Y'all probably tell I'm sleepy. I'll start talking crazy. But all right, deuces. Take care. Thanks for listening. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. 
Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody or everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you've never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen. Lord Jesus.